We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another free agency video here on the Guilty as Charged podcast YouTube channel. Uh, in previous videos, I've talked about uh, Mike Williams, who was number seven on PFF's free agency list out of their top 200 free agents. We talked about Linval Joseph, who was number 81. And now we will get to the next player on the Chargers free agency list. That is Kaiser White, uh, who clocks in at number 99. Now, the year was kind of a weird one for Kaiser White. I don't think any of us necessarily expected like a breakout type season for him. But of course, the injuries happened to Kenneth Murray um, sort of at the beginning of the season, the middle of the season gets COVID towards the end of the season. Right. So so he did miss a significant amount of time and, and was sort of battling those injuries even when he didn't miss time. And that gave Kaiser White a chance to be a real starting linebacker one for large portions of of this season uh so that is i think the, the sort of year we're talking about for kenneth murray um and let's get into specifically how kaiser white's uh 2021 season went um so when you talk about kaiser white's 2021 pretty clearly the best linebacker on the team uh and it's not even close right um you talk about his overall grade of 66.5 his run defense was uh, pretty high, uh, you know, one of the better ones on the team, even though the Chargers were getting gashed. They generally weren't getting gashed when Kaiser White uh, was on the field, as opposed to some of their other linebackers. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, his pass rush grade on a you know somewhat limited amount of snaps was pretty high, right? Um, so that's a little bit better than the other linebacker that they wanted to convert to edge at some point. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, and his coverage grade has been really good. And that's something that you've seen in all four seasons of Kaiser White in the NFL. He's actually posted a 60 plus coverage grade every single season, which is very rare, I think, for an off ball linebacker like Kaiser to, to be able to put up that production. Right. So this was very clearly Kaiser White's best season. Uh, the numbers bear that out in terms of how he was as a tackler how he was as a pass rusher when he had the chance to do that. And of course it was his best year um, in coverage, arguably as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, he finished the season with 107 tackles uh, and uh, only had a missed tackle percentage of 7.1%, uh, which I mean is, is pretty good considering the volume of snaps he played at 979. 
Uh, and in terms of passer rating, he actually allowed a 90, which on a scale of 153 is actually fairly solid, right? Um, I, it's not his best season in coverage per se when it comes to that. Uh, obviously, he played 142 snaps in 2018 where he posted a 77.9 passer rating. But considering the volume, this was probably Kenneth Murray's or Kenneth Murray, Kaiser White's best season in coverage with a 90.3 passer rating uh, allowed by him when it comes to the quarterback. So um, overall, I think everyone kind of knows who's watched the Chargers this year. Kaiser White was their best linebacker and he's going to be a free agent right now. We'll talk about his value and, and what he could mean to a team coming up a little bit here. But I think that all these stats are are really important. You see a lot less red um, in this graph uh, for Kaiser White than you did in previous seasons or compared to other Chargers linebackers as well. So um, it wasn't the year that he expected to have, but it was a great year nonetheless. Uh, and I, I think going into free agency, he's really kind of opened himself up to you know some of the potential money or you know years on these deals that he might end up getting now, right? Uh, as a result of having this good 2021 season, um, you know, over the other Chargers linebackers on the team. So let's talk about uh, PFF's free agent rankings and, and sort of their discussion of Kaiser White, right? Uh, White was a reliable presence at linebacker following the loss of 2021st rounder Kenneth Murray uh, during weeks four through nine. And when Murray was battling injuries over weeks 11 to 15, also add in there, Kenneth Murray did have a bout with COVID in week 17 and missed that game as well uh, in the win against Denver. Uh, White has had four straight seasons with coverage grades above 60, which is not an easy feat for an off-ball linebacker in today's NFL against so many high-low concepts and the increase of RPOs putting a ton of stress on the position, right? So that's sort of been uh, the, the theme of the NFL in recent years, which is that uh, linebackers have kind of become this like replaceable position. You know, they they may get burnt in coverage anyway. They're sort of like the running backs of the defense, so to speak now, right? In, in the sense of Brandon Staley system and, and some of these new, uh, you know, defensive systems that place a lot more focus on the defensive line in the secondary as opposed to the middle of the defense, right? Um, I think when you talk about Kaiser White's strengths, they're pretty obvious, right? Uh, you look at his coverage grade, uh, one of the better off-ball linebackers at defending in the league. Tackling, obviously really solid, 107 tackles, 7.1 missed tackle percentage of this year. Great run defender, right? Um, and so that's what you look at as because uh, your right strengths. As far as his weaknesses, um, I think that taking on blocks can sometimes be a little bit of an issue for him. Doesn't get downhill quite as much as some of the other guys in the league. But, um, you know, I, I, I mean it's not something that's really like a deal breaker when it comes to taking on blocks. And obviously I think you could say is playmaking in the run game, right? Cause your weight is not someone who's like getting in the backfield, you know, early and often, but ultimately that's kind of not his role. Right. I mean, cause your weight is more that linebacker who's gonna, you know, circle around. He's not necessarily going to blow up a play in the backfield. Like, um, some of the other defensive tackles, linebackers around the league, more because of that's how the Chargers just kind of use him, right, so to speak. Um, and so, you know, when you talk about his starting role, right, they PFF has him as a starting outside linebacker. I mean, I think at this point, he's just more of a starting linebacker in general, uh, considering the system that the Chargers play. But White brings a strong all around skill set to the table, and he's continued to improve during his four year career. 
He moves around well as an underneath zone defender, and he's at his best if he's kept clean in the run game. White is a mid-tier starter potentially uh, on the outside, as PFF says, or is a mid-tier starter in the league in general. Uh, Now, you probably read everything that I've said and been like, yeah, the Chargers should re-sign Kaiser White. Here's where that's a little bit of a problem. Uh, Now, obviously, Kenneth Murray, the Chargers spent first-round draft capital on him, and that's kind of going to be a storyline going forward, uh, you know, you know, and potentially could decide what the Chargers do with Kaiser White in free agency in general. But when Kenneth Murray did come back from injury, Kaiser White's snaps did drop pretty dramatically, right? He was a guy who was playing 85, 90, 96 on some days percent of the snaps. And then in this situation where Kenneth Murray came back against the Raiders, Kenneth Murray jumps from zero to 55% in terms of snaps uh, and Kaiser White goes down about 20% in his snaps to 71, right? As Daniel Popper mentions here, it was his lowest percentage since week three. So I think that's something that should give Chargers fans a lot of pause when it comes to the idea of resigning Kenneth Murray or, or resigning Kaiser White, not because they shouldn't do it, but will they do it, right? I mean, they invested all this capital into Kenneth Murray. Uh, we've talked about the sort of infamous trade up now. They haven't seen the results from that, and yet they're still kind of playing him to the degree that they're playing Kaiser White when White is the starter uh, with Kenneth Murray out as much as he was this year. So I think that that shows how much they want to get Kenneth Murray on the field still. We've talked about this dynamic a little bit with Jerry Tillery on the defensive line, right? Who's this guy who's kind of viewed as the golden child, is the you know first-round pick kind of on that line. Uh, particularly when we're talking about the interior, right? And uh, even when there is like a Braden Fajoko or another player that brings some kind of juice or, or brings some kind of energy or has the success that he has on the, on the small sample size he had, they still want to play Jerry Tillery over him because he was a first round pick and they're trying to still squeeze everything they can out of that rookie contract, right? And the Chargers are sort of in this position with Kenneth Murray as well which is a problem when you talk about Kenneth Murray's numbers uh, in 2021. Now, this does come with the caveat that he was fighting injuries. He did miss time and it's hard to be like in and out of the lineup. But this was a far cry from his 2020 season uh, where he sort of did like break out, so to speak, in the Gus Bradley defense. Ultimately had a good year. It wasn't perfect, but he did rack up a lot of tackles. Uh, didn't have any like terrible real moments that I remember from games. Um, but there are quite a few that you remember from the 2021 season, right? So just going from year to year here, uh, overall, his grade on PFF went down about uh, 20 points, right? His run defense grade was much worse, down 17 points. His pass rush grade, about the same. Uh, and then you look at his coverage grade, which went down 12 points as well. Uh, and I think that's a problem when you're talking about a guy who was a first round pick and we might potentially let Kaiser white walk because we want to see Kenneth Murray assume that mantle, or I should say, because the chargers want to see Kenneth Murray, uh, assume that mantle because they spent that first round pick on him. Right. Um, and it's also this weird position because Kenneth Murray was not a Brandon Staley guy, but still they did use all that capital on him, you know, and Tom Telesco, the GM still here. Right. Uh, so let's talk about Kenneth Murray's 2021, I guess now, um, not good. 
um, a missed tackle rate of 19.4%. Uh, obviously not good for the amount of snaps that he played at 363. Pretty large sample size to say that he was kind of a bad tackler this year. His reception percentage was 93.3. That's about 13% higher uh, than what Kaiser White gave up. And then his passer rating that he gave up in coverage was 50 points higher, which is 50 points worse than what Kaiser White uh, allowed in pass coverage as well. So uh, when quarterbacks were throwing on Kenneth Murray, it, it was pretty successful a lot of the time. Uh, and so now the Chargers are in this position where they need to make a decision on Kaiser White. They wanted Kenneth Murray to kind of assume the mantle after they spent the pick on him. But every metric and even the film of, of course, Chargers fans have watched Kenneth Murray play football. So I'm not going to talk to you guys as if you're dumb. Uh, every metric and every indicator really says that Kenneth Murray was much worse uh, in the Chargers defense this year. Uh, now, there was the change in defenses that we talked about, but still on a performance basis, they're not getting what they're supposed to out of their former first round pick. Um, and you know, going to Kaiser White back for a little bit. One of the things that you see with his over-the-cap valuation, right? Um, they value him at $11 million, but that's more based on performance relative to contract, right? So the value to re-sign Kaiser White probably won't end up actually being that high. He'll probably be somewhere in like the 7 to $10 million range, right? In terms of average annual value per year. But basically what this graph shows, um, as sort of a nerd here, right? is that what the Chargers have gotten out of Kaiser White's rookie contract is really good value, right? And they've exacted that um, value to the tune of what they're supposed to be paying him with what they have been paying him, right? So Kaiser White really did step up for the team this year. Um, but then you also go to this chart. And why this chart is important is sort of the things that we've talked about with the decreasing snap percentage, right? So we sort of see his value increase all throughout the season in terms of the contract that he was going to get in terms of the value that he was bringing to this team. And then when Kenneth Murray kind of came back uh, and other linebackers started kind of eating away at Kaiser white snaps, that value dips in the 17th game to about 5.6 million here in terms of the over the cap valuation. So um, that is one of those things where it's all about what is the role the chargers envision for Kaiser white because if they don't see him playing that percentage of the snaps or, or as much as he was earlier in the year, then his contract probably will be a lot lower, right? And then you talk about the other teams. Do other teams view him as a mid-tier starter? Do other teams view him as sort of a, a guy that's going to be on the cusp of a breakout season, right? Uh, or is he just kind of a replacement level linebacker? And that's the problem with projecting linebacker contracts as well, because a lot of these guys are kind of replaceable, right? Linebackers have sort of become the running backs, so to speak, of the NFL. Um, in terms of injury history, White did miss a few games in, in 2020, but he uh, you know, really hasn't had many injury concerns at all recently when it comes to 2019 and 2021, where, uh, as PFF notes, played every game. Uh, his contract projection per PFF is two years, 12.5 million, about 6.25 million per year. 8 million guaranteed, right? You can kind of extend that to being a three-year deal as well. If you want to say, give him a contract that's a little bit adjacent to Michael Davis, but at the linebacker position, right? And just say, okay, well, you know, he could get like three years, 21 million, right? For example, uh, and then kind of figure out the guarantees and what his AAV is, 
yada, yada, right? Um, but really, the bottom line is, as PFF states here, as his career has progressed, White has improved every single season, seen his playing time increase, and been an effective three-down player who does his best work in coverage um, and is also not a bad run defender, one of the few on the team. So um, this is sort of the situation that the Chargers find themselves in with Kaiser White while also dealing with the kind of Kenneth Murray disaster that has been playing out uh, over the course of the 2021 season. Uh, and now they have to make a decision on the future of Kaiser White and by proxy, uh, and well, I guess less by proxy and more by direct comparison, the future of Kenneth Murray as well, right? Because um, this is going to be a big contract decision, even though it isn't a lot of money, you're talking about the role that Kaiser White would have on this team or another team in free agency going forward. So I think ultimately you talk about Kaiser White and his contract is really tough to predict because you do have this, you know, $6 million figure. You have figures that are as high as 10 or 11 million. So I think you can ballpark it and probably say that in terms of AAV, Kenneth Murray will be somewhere between, you know, 6 million and 8 million per year. So he's not going to be a super expensive guy to re-sign, but it's about whether Telesco and Staley see the utility in that and do they still want Kenneth Murray to become that breakout player? Because if they do, that is why I think Tyler, who has talked to actual Charger sources, I don't have Charger sources, but that is, I think, why uh, you know Tyler, Stephen, and, and I are a little bit pessimistic on the idea of Kaiser White coming back because of what the Chargers have shown towards their first round pick in the past. First round picks in the past, they want to give them that time to develop. They want them to make that star turn so to speak, um, you know, and the GM who drafted all these first round picks is still here uh, when it comes to Tom Telesco. So that's the position that the Chargers find themselves in with Kaiser White. If it were up to me personally, I would resign Kaiser White to uh, the deal that PFF indicates here, a two or three year deal, about six to eight million per season. Um, but I want to hear from you guys. Let me know in the comments down below what you think about Kaiser White, what you think about the whole Kenneth Murray situation, and let me know what you think the Chargers should do in the comments down below. Bolt up, and I'll see you guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.